I'm Joy. And I'm Whitney. And you're listening to Do It For The Rose. Every week we recap the Bachelor and the Bachelorette franchise, talking about all the juicy details from each episode. While also asking the question, what will they do for a rose? Join us as we keep it light and fun discussing dating, relationships, and love. Welcome back, everybody. We are on episode seven of The Bachelorette with Katie Thurston. So today we're just going to be recapping that episode. But before we get started, I want to play a little game with Joy. Joy doesn't actually know the game that we're playing today, but I think it's going to be kind of fun. So it's actually a Mad Libs game. Are you ready, Joy? Mad Libs? What is Mad Libs? Wait, you never heard of Mad Libs? I've seen the game in the store. I've never played it. Oh, my God. Okay, so I guess it's a good thing I didn't even tell you what game we were playing. So this is kind of cool. So I'm going to ask you for a few things. So, like, first, give me an adjective. It can be anything. Run. Wait, an adjective? Yeah, so an adjective is, like, describing something. (laughs) I realized that I say run, and I'm like, that's a verb. Okay. Beautiful. Okay, beautiful. Good one. Give me another adjective. Funny. You said funny? Yeah. Okay, now give me a noun. Lion. Okay. Give me an occupation. Doctor. Okay, give me a random number. Four. I need another noun. Carrot. Carrot? I was not expecting that one. (laughs) Okay, give me a verb. Run. Okay. Give me a noun. Cupcake. Okay, give me a location. Like, it can be a street, a city, a state, a country. Greece. Okay, give me a sport. Football. Okay, I need another number. Three. Give me the name of an athlete. Aaron Rodgers. Okay, give me one more athlete. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Wait, what? (laughs) Who? Giannis Antetokounmpo. Giannis Antetokounmpo. I'm not, I'm gonna butcher <laughs> that, guys. Just FYI. Okay, we're almost done. We're getting close. Give me another adjective. Scary. Okay, give me an animal. Hyena. Okay, give me another adjective. Sunny. Sunny. Okay, give me a verb. Singing. Okay, give me a body part. Shoulder. Give me an organ, a body organ. Kidney. Nice. Okay, pick one, true or false? False. Okay, last one. Give me one more adjective. Stop looking around for, like, stuff around you. (laughs) Because my brain is like, what? You can even, like, think about feelings, like... Exuberant. Okay, awesome. So we've got all of our Mad Lib words in. So now I'm going to read off everything this says. So pretty much they're taking applications to be a contestant on the next Bachelor. And, you know, I think Joy would be a great contestant. I think she's got so much to offer. So I'm thinking about writing a letter to Bachelor Nation. And this is what it's going to say. Are you guys ready? This should be interesting. (laughs) It says, hi, my name is Joy, and I'm looking for a beautiful man to do life with. 
I'm ready for a funny love and someone to spend the rest of my lying with. I've been a doctor for four years and one day hope to own a carrot. In my, <laughs> in my spare time, I enjoy running at the cupcake and traveling around Greece. My favorite sport is football. I watch three hours a week, so I need a man who can play like Aaron Rodgers and love like, what was his Giannis name? Antetokounmpo. Antetokounmpo. <laughs> Currently, my dating life is a little scary. I've kissed a few hyenas, but none of them turned out to be the one. I'm too sunny to give up now. You know what they say, love is sinking shoulder first into the unknown. So sign me up. I'm wearing my kidney on my sleeve. So Bachelor Nation, help me find my false love. The journey may be exuberant, but I know it'll all be worth it. There are parts of that where I'm not mad at. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if you turn carrot into a carrot. Like a, how many carrots? Mm, on a ring? Okay, good one, good one. So that's how you play Mad Libs. I just made that whole story up and I was just like, that would be fun. I'm not mad at all of it. We should send it in and just see what they say. They would be like, what? <laughs> yeah, we probably wouldn't hear anything back. Or they could be interested. Possibly. Maybe. But hey guys, we want to get started into Greg's one-on-one because he got the date card. And I'm pretty sure that Mike P and Brendan still have not gotten dates and they are pretty worried. So Greg has a date card. Everybody is super jealous but kind of happy for him at the same time. So Joy, why don't you tell us a little bit about this date? I feel like Katie kind of cheated a little bit and put hometowns into a not hometown, but that's neither here nor there. Cause she did she notice that she did that twice? Yes. And the first time I was like, maybe it's just a coincidence. But when she did it this time, I said, that's almost like a hometown before you're supposed to be doing hometowns. But she took him to Seattle because she wanted to show him a piece of her home. And I guess there's a place in Seattle called Pike's Place Market. So they renamed it and it was called Katie's Place Market. It looked like they had a lot of fun. They were throwing some fish, which I've never done before. I've seen it on TV and I've always wondered, is that a real thing? But they shelled some oysters. Katie actually ate one. She didn't like it. And I was kind of wondering if she ever had them before or if she just did it because they were shelling them. I've never. That's like the one food I will never try. You should try it. No. You can try them smoked. No. You could try oysters Rockefeller. They could be mixed in with ice cream. I don't Ew. know. They could have all the... I know that sounds disgusting. <laughs> that was not a good example. They could have all the seasoning in the world. No, I will. But if you if you see them when they're oysters Rockefeller, they look so good. But on the half shell, cold, and you've never had them before, I wouldn't do that. Because they taste like ocean and they're like grimy, like gritty. Because, you know, it's sand in there. But they did that. They picked flowers and made a floral arrangement, which I actually really liked. Because I've seen some beautiful floral arrangements. And it kind of just looked like a fun kind of thing to do. Mm-hmm. They played football. They blew bubblegum bubbles and were eating each other's. Now that 
That was kind of gross. I don't know. This day was kind of, it was kind of whack to me. It was. It wasn't a lot going on at all. And I get she wanted to take him home, but, or give him a piece of home, I guess. But I'm with you. It wasn't too interesting for me. It seemed like they had a good time because Katie kept saying she was really happy to see him. And she was telling him how she gets very giddy and nervous with Greg still, which I think is cute because it's really way too early to lose that in a relationship or dating aspect, Mm -hmm. whatever they're in. And Katie said that the date confirmed everything she feels about Greg. And she just needs him to trust the process and believe that in the end, it will all be worth it. Because we all know Greg is still on the fence, which I can't really blame him. But she said that, you know, she was in a good place and just confirmed everything that we pretty much already knew she was feeling for Greg. What do you do? You like Greg? I am indifferent about Greg. I feel the same way. I do. I'm very indifferent. And I don't know if it's because of just what we see on TV. So it maybe doesn't show him in the best light. But I'm not head over heels or like, oh, my God, he is the one. And yeah, me neither. They will be a great match. I'm telling you, I'm still almost waiting for Greg to pull a fast one and just leave. As much as he says he's not going to, I'm still kind of waiting for it. And I think Katie's waiting for it because... She's brought it up two or three she, times. She has, and he, she keeps asking him, like, are you okay? Are you okay? And that's what I said last week. You remember when I was like, I don't want to feel like I have to convince somebody or keep validating your feelings or being like, it's okay, just stay. Yeah. No, I wouldn't want to have to do all of that. Well, according to these guys, <laughs> they enjoyed the first half of their day. But back at the house, Brendan and Andrew are sitting in the hot tub, and they're just talking. And Brendan is still worried. Um, He knows that a one-on-one date can change everything. And, of course, Andrew S. is talking to him about his experience, which I think is kind of weird to me, how you guys are both talking about getting closer to the same woman. I was just like, that that's a really weird, um, what do you call it? Weird conversation, weird interaction. I honestly think it's all weird, to be honest, because the whole time is almost as if, you're building these friendships with the guys. Yeah. But you're also dating the same girl. Yeah. And you have to weird. find this weird line between, hey, I like this guy. He's really cool. You know, I could probably see us being friends. But at the same time, I want to end up with the same girl that he wants to end up with. I don't want to hear you talk about somebody that I want to be with you know it's kind of like don't talk to me about this right it's not normal because any anywhere outside of this show people would be ready to fight you know what i mean it wouldn't be oh yeah that's cool you want the same girl that i want no yeah and also back at the house we quickly see mike a he's talking to his son and of course he misses him but he doesn't want to go back until he's happy but i think we need to go to the evening part of the date with Greg. Yeah, so, again, when Katie and Greg's day started, again, it was her kind of validating how she feels about him and trying to get him to open up about how he feels and how he feels about being in the house in this situation. And I was just, again, kind of annoyed because it kind of seems like when they have these alone times together they have to keep going back 
to the same conversation that they had before. So this one was slightly different because Katie was able to get Greg to open up a little bit more. And he started talking about him being insecure and how it shaped the relationships he's had because he just stated that his father not being alive has played a part in not letting people get too close to him. And then he mentioned being younger and people picking on him and bullying him. So it kind of always confirmed his insecurities. But he told her, you know, he's fallen in love with her. (laughs) And Katie said is what she needed to hear. But I wonder if, if it's the show that's making him more insecure or if they weren't in this situation would he be able to navigate this a little bit better because there's not as much pressure that's so true because when you have uh, it's almost like when you're you feel like you're competing for someone yeah i feel like there is a small sense of insecurity even if you're the most confident person out there in the back of your mind you're still thinking like does he like somebody else more than me because obviously she's dating all these guys right in front of you i feel like it might be different for him in another case but hey we'll see if he makes it all the way to the end which he might because the second part of the date they go outside and they are in the rain because apparently she wants to make sure they have a real seattle date And of course, it's always raining in Seattle, so they make it rain. And they go out, they're hugging, he's picking her up, it's like a movie, the music is playing. And I don't know why, but like in my mind, I'm just wondering what the temperature of the water was. No, because I thought about that too. Okay. (laughs) And I was like, okay, is this warm rain? Or are we freezing out here? Because it was drenched. Like it was like, they was pouring that rain down hard. It was coming down super hard. And that's what made me be like, okay, now are y'all just about to be freezing cold? And then who's who's the person who's controlling the pressure? They were like, no, the rain needs to be harder. It's too light. More. More. Controlling the pressure, and I was wondering, who had to set all of that up? Who did they give that job to? I don't know. It's just stuff I think about. Yep. But, of course, Greg got the rose, and I'm sure he came home smiling that night. And then, of course... Back at the house, I think it's like the next morning, but the guys are all sitting around, and of course they're talking, and it's time for the group date, and the group date cart comes, and it says, there is an art to love, and everybody is on that group date except for Mike P, and that means that Brendan does not have a one-on-one, so Brendan is like, why am I still here, because there's no way, there's just no way I'm going to make it to hometowns, and I don't have a group card, I mean, a one-on-one card yet. You know what's so funny, when Brendan got up and was like, why am I still here, (laughs) I literally just kind of bust out laughing, because I really felt him. Yeah. Like, why am I still here? Exactly. I haven't got a one-on-one. You put me back on a group date. You know hometowns are coming up. So why am I here? And I think it was just the realness for me because sometimes you don't always see that on this show. But he really got up and was like, nah, bruh, I'm about to just go talk to her because I don't even understand literally why am I still here at this point. Yeah, he got up. He went upstairs. He hurried up and put on his chapstick so his lips weren't chapped. So he comes to the door, right? And Katie opens it and she... For some reason, she's acting sort of surprised because she's just like, 
Why are you here? Are you okay? Like, what's going on? Like, come on, Katie. You know why he's here. He was not a... He, he does not have a one-on-one. You know exactly why she's here. And, of course, Brennan says that he wants to check in on her, which, not really. He wants to tell her his feelings. And let me say this. I did feel a little bit of some type of way about that. Because I thought the way that he got up out the room, the way he went to the door and knocked on the door, I thought he was really about to say it with his chest. Like, okay. I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt whatever you got going on, but I really just need to talk to you and I'm just trying to figure out what's going on. So when he kind of pivoted a little bit and was like, oh, I just wanted to come check on you. No. I was like, wait, what? I know, please. That ain't huh? why you up here. Please. <laughs> nah, lies. Lies you tell. So of course, you know, he voices his feelings and Katie stops him and she tells him that, you know, she thought he was a bold person and he always made her feel special. But, of course, she had stronger connections with the other guys. And with hometowns coming up, she's just not going to put him through another group date. So, of course, he has this disappointed look on his face. You know, he leaves. And while he's leaving, he tells Blake goodbye. And they both say, I love you. Like, they're like, I love you, I love you too. But why did he go to Blake's door? Were they roommates or? Well, next week on the Men Tell All... (laughs) We're actually going to find out that Blake and um, Brendan actually knew each other from before the show. Okay, that makes more sense. It does. I was really thinking, why did he feel the need to go specifically to Blake and say, hey, I'm leaving? So we see that Brendan leaves. And I don't know. I know he was saying he was disappointed and he was sad. But I think at that point, how sad could you have really been? Because nothing happened to ever make him think that. He was just going to stay. So he gets his suitcase and goes home. And the next thing that we see is the group date that they have, which were flower paintings. And I say flower in quotes because they were not regular flowers. They were sensual flowers, if you know what I mean. And they were made by Jacqueline Ficker. Is it Ficker or Ficker? Yeah, I'm not really sure how you pronounce her name, but... Basically, they were supposed to create a work of art. So they were supposed to make paintings that represent Katie. That's what they were going to be doing on this date. Which, again, I just think this is a boring kind of date. But Michael A. created a rear view. It wasn't a painting. He actually got clay and made a clay piece of Katie's behind. Which kind of threw me off because... I know, I was just like, that doesn't seem like something Mike A would do, but... It doesn't. And first of all, I didn't even know clay was an option. So that's the first reason why it threw me off. But then second of all, like you said, it doesn't seem like that's in Michael A's character to do something like that. But I guess at the same time, we don't really know all of this, man. And then, let's see, Andrew S. He did sushi which symbolizes their love of food. He actually did a really good job on that painting. Like, it wasn't awesome, but you can tell that he has some type of artistic skill. Yeah, and then you had Justin. He did a painting, which I don't like what he did because Justin is a real artist. So he pretty much drew a flower and drew stick figures on his painting I think to kind of dumb down his artistic skills, which why would you do that? That's your time to shine. That's your time to show, 
what you can do and i don't understand why he didn't do that the only thing i can think of is maybe they just didn't have enough time and he spent so much time on like that rose i don't know and what was blake's blake i couldn't i don't know what blake's was oh because duh yes i do remember what blake's was blake painted the inappropriate picture that he couldn't show because he basically made like a sex picture well that sounds like blake (sighs) it does (laughs) but that's what he did so that's that's how the date went that's pretty much all that they did which is why i said it was kind of boring Especially for you to only have, what, four, five guys at this point? You know what I mean? Uh, Six guys at this point. I think they should be more involved, you know, more fun. Exactly. But that's just me. Yeah. And, you know, the second part of the date in the evening wasn't that eventful either. I don't know if we're just so used to seeing drama all the time. But the evening starts. And, of course, you know, that's when she meets with everybody one-on-one. And... I think first she meets with Blake. So how did that go? Yeah, she, Blake was the first person that she met with. Because she sat down with all of them first and just said that this is a night. She said that this is a night that's all about clarity. So Blake was up first and he told her just straight out the gate, he's already thinking about hometown. But he did feel the need to tell her that he was not in love with her, which I am not mad at. Me neither. I respect it. Yeah, tell her, you know, what it is going into it because you don't want her to have a false sense of anything if she does pick him to go to hometown. And she just said, Katie said, she sees the possibility of them together, but isn't all the way there like she is with some of the other guys, which I'm not surprised because he did come in late. And I'm not surprised because they did have that one deep conversation but they haven't really had too much outside of that. So none of that really surprised me. So Justin comes in and he brings in a painted canvas with two butterflies on it. And he said the meaning was it was that she helped him grow and evolve. And now that he can be more open with his feelings or something like that. And, you know, they talk and Katie says that she feels like she can be 110% herself with him. Which is good. I personally still don't see the chemistry. I literally (laughs) was about to say that. I do not see the chemistry. I do not see the appeal. I don't. With her and Justin. My mind is kind of, I sometimes forget that he's there, to be honest. Me too. Now, maybe things will switch. Um, Come hometowns. Maybe we'll get to see a little bit more of that. The other guy that she talks with is Michael A. Yay, Mike. (laughs) Sweet Mike. Michael A. And he said that it's scary for him opening his heart again. Because actually before all of this, Mike had a lot of questions. Michael A. had a lot of questions as far as is Katie really ready? Does she know what she's signing up for? Does she understand the weight of coming into my family with my son? He had said a little bit earlier in the episode that those are a lot of things that he needed her to answer. So when he talked to Katie and told her that, Katie said that she feels ready. Um, She never forgets about James, you know, being in the picture. And she's ready to pack the lunches and do whatever she needs to do for James. Right. But there's a part of me that I kind of feel as though 
she may not really understand the weight of being a stepmother. I agree. Because there are some of the things, yes, that she mentioned, but I've kind of realized that at the same time, she hasn't really talked about the hard conversations. Oh, yeah. That comes with having someone that has a child. And that's the thing that even though Mike said, you know, she answered all the questions for me. She made me just feel so much better. I'm just like, I don't know. I I know her heart is in the right place. And I know that she wants to be able to step in and do that. But there's a lot more to it than just the surface level, you know, mom duties that you think are there. Well, you know, according to Katie, she said, we'll figure it out. She did say that. But can I just quickly mention Mike A's turtleneck? Did you notice that? No, I don't even remember his turtleneck. Okay. I don't know. I have never seen so many guys wear turtlenecks until the show. I don't know. Maybe they just feel like that's what's in season right now, maybe? I mean, is it that cold? I think where they're at, it was pretty cold. But if you're referring to Matt James season when he had a bunch of turtlenecks on, I'm not really sure. So the next guy that, you know, she talks to is Andrew S. And he tells her that he's been in football for a while. And that once you're done playing, there's kind of like two deaths. And when you stop, there's kind of like a void there that, you know, needs to be filled. But he's willing to be done with football. But first he wants to know what a future looks like from her standpoint, you know. And she tells her, she tells him that she's confident that they're going to figure it out no matter what. Whether they're flying here and there, whether what happens, they'll figure it out. And she says she's confident that he's the guy that they can just figure stuff out with. And she just gives him so much reassurance right here. But that's the part that I actually did not like. Because for me, that was the second time in this show that it seemed like Andrew S. was searching for reassurance from her. And this was one of those moments, or actually this was one of those episodes where it really made me realize Andrew S. is not ready to be a husband. Because it's one thing for you to say, this is where I'm at, this is where I'm willing to go or what I'm willing to do as far as my career. Not necessarily, well, what do you think about this? And what do you think about this? And how will we work this out? Where you're asking for so much reassurance that almost in a sense, it kind of felt like he needed her to tell him. And I didn't really like that because even in the beginning of the show, Andrew S. was saying, if he went to hometowns, my family knows me best. My family can tell me if she's good. My family can give me direction. And I feel like when you're going into a marriage, it needs to be more of what you know and confident in where you're at and being able to be a husband in a marriage than looking for all of this outside reassurance to make you feel comfortable. I hear that what you're talking about, but at the same time, you know, it's kind of like quitting a major part of his life. And he, it sounded like he was fine with quitting that for her to be with her. But I also think that's something that he needed to know before hometowns, because of course, you know, his parents are probably going to ask him, you know, what about, football is she okay with that does she want you to quit so I think that's also something that he might have wanted to figure out before she met his parents I do get that I just think 
it would have been different of saying, I'm willing to quit football. And after this, this is what I have planned. What do you think? Are you willing to go along with it? Versus, I mean, I'm willing to quit if you're willing to be okay with that. And then it's kind of like an open-ended question. Mm-hmm. You know, we all have different opinions. I'm a little more picky than most people. But, you know, if Katie's happy, then that's all that would have mattered. Well, it seemed like she was happy because the second part of her and Andrew's date, sort of, you know, he took her outside and he recreated their first one-on-one. He had lights hanging down. They kissed. They hug. And Andrew was feeling pretty good after that date. But then it was time to give out the roses. Yeah. And his confidence went all the way to the bottom of the ocean because he ended up, well, Katie ended up giving the rose to Michael A., which I was happy for Michael A., but then I understood why Andrew S. was just looking like he had just got shot in the heart. Oh, yeah. Because he put in a lot of effort. Yep. She didn't give him the reassurance of having a rose. Well, one person was happy out of that, so that's good. (laughs) But... Somebody else might have hope, too, for happiness, and that is Mike P. Because Mike P. has this one-on-one, and they go, and they meet up uh, the next day with this lady. Her name is Jean, and they call her the cuddle expert. I just think that they set Mike P. up for failure. Because out of all the people, you gave him a cuddle date, a cuddle in the woods with Jean, Exactly. Well, Katie said that she connects with Mike emotionally, but she wants to see if there's a physical aspect there. She did say that because she said, I never thought I'd date a virgin. And then she just talked about how they have the emotional connection, but she wants to see how much of the physical connection they have. And she wants him to get out of his comfort zone, which again, I don't really like because if someone tells you this is my stance on this, It's not your job to try to see how much you can get them out of their comfort zone. That's not how this goes. It's almost the same thing in a different way with Katie and her situation, where it's like, although you're sex positive, you still want to be with someone who is aware and knows how to keep you comfortable in situations. I think it's the same thing for Mike P. But they go on this date, and Mike actually said that His uncomfort was on a 10, and that is the most uncomfortable he's probably ever been. Oh, I bet. Right. Because they had a few few different type of uh, cuddle hugs there. What is that? The oxytocin hug? The lap of luxury? Exactly. And it's one of those things where I just don't feel as though it's right to try to make somebody uncomfortable to kind of see how far you can go with them because that's just not what he's about. Yeah. And there was a lot of laughing because you can tell it was super awkward, especially for him. So they were like giggling and it was kind of like the that nervous laughter. Oh, yeah, because that's what that lady Jean said. She's like, there's a lot of laughing going on. But most of the time when people are laughing, it's because they're nervous. And I'm like, you think? And then the last hug they were on, you know, they started talking. And, you know, Mike was telling her that he's waiting for a reason And Katie said that she used to judge people who waited, but now after meeting Mike, um, she sees them differently and knows that it's not a part of their personality. And then while they're laying there, Mike does this whisper, like he's talking normal at first, but then all of a sudden he whispers, 
you remind me of my mom. You take on people's feelings, but the you remind me of my mom, why would you whisper that? It was really weird to me because he kept saying, she reminds me of my mom, she's a nurturer. And it wasn't as though he said it one time. It's the fact that he kept saying it and kept comparing her to his mother, especially in a cuddle situation. That was just really weird to me. It was, it was. And she probably thought it might have been a little bit weird too. But back at the house really quick, we see the guys talking and they're pretty much saying that they don't think that Mike P is coming back from this date because both of them are so different. And, you know, they're like, you know, Mike's a super nice guy. I don't know how that's going to play out. So we'll see because now back at the date, Mike P is sitting by himself on the bench and he's so hopeful for the next part of his date. But guess what happens next? Katie comes around the corner. She's got teary-eyed. And I think he knows what's coming. Yeah, because how do you have a moment with someone, they go away and they come back crying? And you weren't with them. You know, okay, you were off having a conversation with yourself and now I have to come back and tell you that you're not it, which is exactly what she did. She told him she had an amazing time, but she's struggling. She said that selfishly. She wants more of him, but she knows she has stronger relationships with other people and it wouldn't be fair to take him to a dinner and meet his families. And also, I just think it's selfish too because you know that where you are and what you want is not where Mike is and what he's willing to do. And I think even if she did take him to hometowns outside of this show, they probably would have ended up at that place anyway because you would have had one person, like she said, trying to see how far she can push the envelope. And you would have had him being like, no, I told you, I want to wait. I told you this is not what I want to do. Yeah. And the worst thing that could have happened is for him to get rid of his morals and his values and fold on his stance to be with her. Exactly. Again, I don't know why he agreed to be on her season. So Mike goes home. And now it's time for the rose ceremony. Whoop, whoop. We're at the end, and there's only two roses left. The only guys that don't have a rose is Blake, Justin, and Andrew S. So they're all standing there. They're worried. They don't know what's about to happen. So Katie said that she wants to be confident in her decisions. She feels like she knows what she wants to do until she sees the guys. And that was a red flag for me because I started thinking, This is how you get to the end of this thing and then ask yourself, oh my God, is he the right one? Is he not the right one? Because if you keep going back and forth and one minute you're sure and one minute you sent this person home because you just know that they weren't it or you just know whatever you think, oh, I had a better relationship with someone else. But then two days later, you're not sure because now you're looking at them. I was like, I would not be surprised if Katie gets to the end of this thing. And she has to admit the truth that she doesn't think she found the right person. Justin over Andrew? Not that I'm a big fan of either of them, but... I was more of a fan of Andrew than I was Justin. Same. So, you know, she walks him out and he's crying. She's crying. She's like, I'm sorry. And, you know, she tells him that she's built stronger connections with the other guys and He deserves so much more than she can give him and that he's one of a kind. And then he says, I will forever hold you dear to my heart. Which 
I, w- I mean, I get what he was saying in the moment, and I get he's, like, falling in love with her, but I ain't gonna say that on national television. This is why. Because after this, you're gonna want to date somebody else, and they're gonna remember this show, and they're gonna think that you still have something in your heart for Katie. Or, like, maybe one day, if she texts you, or she DMs you, how quick are you gonna be to go back to her, you know? That, and I wouldn't have said that anyway, because honestly, I think once you leave the show and you're back out in the real real world and your emotions aren't as heightened from being in this situation, I think you probably start to come back down to earth a little bit and realize, okay, that was only three, four months of my life. That was not everything. And maybe what I thought I felt more strongly I don't as much but now you've already said like you said on national television I will always hold her dear to my heart and you could fast forward to the end of the year and you'd be like you know what that was cool but I don't know maybe I was tripping a little bit when I was on the show yeah and Katie is crying because she said she wasn't fully confident that she made the right choice So he leaves, but the next morning, she gets a knock on her door. Who is it? It's Andrew. Andrew's trying again. Yep, Andrew comes, and he said he didn't want to leave on bad terms. And he just says that him going home, he just wanted to make sure that, I guess, she wasn't mad, he wasn't mad, or there wasn't any type of negative feelings. And so Katie tells him it wasn't an easy decision, and that, she does like him a lot but I don't you know what to be honest I I kind of don't understand it after this point because if you like him this much why did you send him home you didn't know this last night like that's kind of what I was thinking but while they're standing at the door and he's about to go he gives her a card and he says you know just read it after I leave which obviously She's not going to do, and even if she wanted to do, the producers weren't going to let her do. So she opens the card, and it says, if you change your mind, I'll be waiting. Which, come on. So I was kind of mad he did this, because, of course, we know what happened after when he said no. Then I thought about it. I'm like, did he mean, like, if you change your mind after the show? Like, if it doesn't work out with the guy that you're with, I'm available. But. The only reason I would say I don't think that's what he meant is because after she looks at him and says, I don't know how much longer you could stay, but if you want to stay, would you? Excuse me? No. And he said, he was like, no, because he didn't say this to her, but kind of like the voiceover, he was saying, I said no, because I want someone who chooses me the first time, which I was like, yes, Andrew, that's how you should have been from the beginning, not. If you change your mind, I'll be waiting. No, you, I know. you want somebody that chooses you the first time. Like, you need to have that Shakari Richardson attitude. Like, I am that girl. Like, I am that guy. You better recognize when you see me because I'm not nobody's sloppy seconds or thirds or fourths or if it doesn't work out after the show. Now you come pick me? The only way I would be okay with that is if she picked nobody. Like, if she was like, no, I messed up. I missed out on my person. So then she hit him up because she realized she made a mistake. But not, I picked somebody and it didn't work out. So now I'm doubling back. I'm just mad. 
I, I really am just mad that he wrote the note in the first place. And then when she comes to offer him to stay, he's like, no. It's almost like, oh, I wanted you to chase me, you know, and make this grand exit or whatever. But he actually did kind of did make a grand exit. And then they have one last kiss. She wants to have one last kiss. And they do. And then, of course, it ends. I ain't got nothing else to say about this episode. But I'm with you, too. I don't really have anything to say except for guys thank you so much for tuning in i hope you like the game that whitney made me play with her it almost made me feel like i was playing mash do you guys remember mash oh yeah i remember that game yeah it almost felt like that but hope you guys enjoyed the show comment on the podcast send us an email if you have any questions thoughts comments and as always we just have one question for you what would you do for the rose? What would you do? What would you do? What would you do for the rose?